The Island Digest is a sampling of the stories in this week's Journal of the San Juans, Islands Sounder, and Islands Weekly, which are on newsstands now. The April 5th edition is brought to you by Orcus Center. I'm Caleb Summers. Headlines from the week of April 5th, 2023. Sheriff's Office demonstrates new drone technology. Arson trial delayed until October 30. Second annual Unicorn Day at the Lopez Library. Plus choice excerpts from the Sheriff's Log. From the Island's Sounder, Sheriff's Office demonstrates new drone technology by Kelly Balcom Bartuck. Look! Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's the San Juan County Sheriff Department's new drone, the M300 RTK to be exact. During the regular meeting of the San Juan County Council Monday, March 27th, members of the council and county staff were given a presentation by the sheriff's office and provided with an opportunity to see the drone in operation firsthand. Deputy Isaac Norton is one of the three pilots trained to operate the new drone. During the demonstration, Norton explained the drone is weather-resistant and can fly in rain, wind, and snow. Explaining the operation of the drone, Norton said when underway there is a pilot flying the drone and a visual observer stationed alongside that keeps an eye on the drone itself. It's one thing to look at the camera and then look up and see where it is, says Norton. But at night, especially, it's a lot harder. So we're going to have somebody that is going to be doing that in operation to keep eyes on it. The goal is to have other agencies like fire, EMS, state parks, to be able to be a visual observer to assist us. Equipped with a high-resolution camera and infrared, this new tool in the sheriff's toolbox is sure to be a useful new addition to the department's capabilities, especially when lives are at stake during search-and-rescue operations throughout the county. The new drone, or unmanned aerial vehicle, comes with a transmission range of 15 kilometers, a 55-minute max flight time, six-direction sensing and positioning, and can operate in temperatures ranging from minus 20 degrees Celsius to 50 degrees Celsius. The San Juan County Sheriff's Office currently has two drones and three deputies trained to pilot them, each with Federal Aviation Administration-required licenses. One drone is permanently stationed on Orcas Island and one on San Juan. If the drones are needed on any of the other islands in the county, they can be transported by and operated from the sheriff's boat when necessary. Norton and the two other deputy pilots had to take a two-day course hosted by the King County Sheriff's Office before taking the FAA test. The pilots also have to pass a background check prior to receiving their federal licenses to fly drones. Knowledge of local airspace, flight paths, and rules governing flying are important elements of successful drone operations. Additionally, local knowledge of the islands are important, so Norton has pre-downloaded a number of maps and charts for reference during operations. Our biggest use that we're planning for is search and rescue, 
says Undersheriff Mike Hairston. Had we had these drones last year, I'm just going to use the example of the poor gentleman who had walked away from a care center here on San Juan Island, we looked for him for most of the night and couldn't find him. And then he was found the next day deceased due to the weather conditions. It was a cold, cold night. Had we had these at the time, we could have put a drone in the air, and since they have thermal imaging, it could possibly have saved the gentleman's life. The fire department is extremely excited about this, added Hairston, because we bought them for search and rescue primarily, they have the ability to carry about 25 pounds of payload. So, for example, if somebody is stranded, I'm just going to use my home island of Orcas, if somebody's stuck on Mount Constitution, or maybe Turtleback, where people do get lost and injured, we have the ability to fly the drone up with some supplies and do a release and they'll drop the supplies to them. So we have that ability. At least that way they can have medical supplies, food, water, whatever they need, until we can get personnel from the sheriff's office and fire and rescue up there. To put this into practice, the sheriff's office is planning a training on April 18th with Orcas Fire and Rescue at Moran State Park. According to Hairston, they're going to put someone out on one of the trails at Moran State Park then, Orcas Fire and Rescue is going to put together their search team and run a unified command center in conjunction with the sheriff's office and state park staff. We're going to do a search on the ground with the SARS team, Search and Rescue, says Hairston. We're also going to send our drones up and use the thermal and see exactly how well we work together and figure out where our shortcomings are and where our strengths are. Also, the fire department is very excited because we're coming up to wildland fire season, adds Hairston, and whenever they put the fire out in the wildlands, we'll be able to fly over with a drone, hit the hot spots, and pin it down for them. According to the sheriff's office, other uses for the new drone will include police operations such as crime and accident scene reconstruction, situational awareness, some tactical deployment during emergencies when necessary, and service of high-risk search warrants to reduce the risk to deputies, civilians, and suspects. Under Sheriff Hairston reassured the council that the department has established and will operate under strict unmanned aerial systems operations policy guidelines, San Juan County Policy Number 616, as well as state law that determines proper conduct for any surveillance exercises. Policy 616 states that any use of UAS will be in strict accordance with constitutional and privacy rights and FAA regulations, and UAS video equipment will not be used to conduct random surveillance. It's very important to us and the citizens that we follow every law, adds Hairston. The Sheriff's Office UAS policy goes on to state the new drones will not be equipped with lethal or non-lethal weapons, facial recognition technology, or devices that capture or intercept personal electronic information or communications transmitted by a cell phone or any other electronic means. From the Journal of the San Juan Islands, Arson Trial Delayed 
until October 30 by Heather Spaulding. A year after the fire, Dwight C. Henline, a 33-year-old Friday Harbor man, still awaits trial for arson. Henline pled not guilty on May 26 in the U.S. District Court of Western Washington. The matter was scheduled for June 20th, but on March 1st, an unopposed motion to continue the trial date was filed and signed by United States District Judge John H. Chun. The new date is October 30th. Background On or about April 6, 2022, at San Juan County, within the Western District of Washington, Dwight Christensen Henline maliciously damaged and destroyed, by means of fire, a building that is used in interstate and foreign commerce. The complaint for violation, filed last year in the district court matter, reads, Those buildings include 40 Spring Street, Crystal Seas Kayaking, San Juan Property Management, and San Juan Excursions, 50 Spring Street, Windermere Real Estate, 70 Spring Street, Crow's Nest Coffee, and 80 Spring Street South, Herb's Tavern. In video footage, at 9.53 p.m. April 6, Henline is seen purchasing a bottle of lighter fluid from a local business. And at 10.04 p.m., the flash is visible on CCTV footage where the fire originated. One minute later, a subject matching Henline's description is seen quickly leaving the area between the cask and schooner and Crystal Seas kayaking, before retrieving a suitcase at the bottom of the steps by the Cheesecake Cafe. The same subject then moves toward the walk-on section of the ferry terminal, and at 10.13 p.m., Henline is seen boarding the ferry to Anacortes. At the Anacortes terminal, Henline is seen getting into a waiting sedan. According to the complaint, a CCTV video that faced toward the rear wooden deck area of Crystal Seas Kayaking shows a bright flash of light at approximately 10.04 p.m. on April 6. The flash of light lasted approximately 34 seconds before diminishing. A crackling sound can also be heard. Based upon an analysis of the video, it is the combined opinion of the subject matter experts from ATF National Response Team that the video depicts fire dynamics consistent with an ignitable liquid, reads the complaint. At 3.15 a.m., a CCTV captures an increasing glow and some seconds later, white smoke. A citizen catching an early ferry would call 911 after seeing flames and firefighting crews would spend the rest of the day fighting the blaze that took down three historical buildings. During their investigation, ATF special agents and San Juan County Sheriff's Office personnel collected videos, analyzed data, and interviewed witnesses, the complaint explains, stating, Due to the analysis of the previously stated data, ATF has classified the fire as incendiary. In this context, incendiary means that the fire did not have an accidental or natural cause. Instead, it was intentionally started, the complaint says. On April 15th, sheriff's detectives received information that Henline was at a residence in Langley, Washington, and attempted to contact him unsuccessfully. 
A search warrant was served on the residence for evidence of the arson, with numerous articles being removed. Henlein was arrested in Langley on April 16th. In lighter news, from the Islands Weekly, Second Annual Unicorn Day at the Lopez Library. Join the Lopez Library in celebrating the second annual Unicorn Day on Friday, April 7th from 4 to 6.30 p.m. In 2022, Lopez Library Creative Programs Associate Jana Wiscom spearheaded the first Unicorn Day at Lopez Library. This creative day was met with a record-breaking turnout of dozens of unicorn-clad youngsters that had a glorious time gallivanting and celebrating. After a long winter and years of isolation from the pandemic, Lopezians, young and old, were more than ready for some light-hearted fun. Unicorns have always represented mythic mystery and purity, and have inspired wonder for thousands of years worldwide. A creature with a single horn, conventionally called a unicorn, is the most common image on the soapstone stamp seals of the Bronze Age Indus Valley civilization, from the centuries around 2000 BC. The image of the mythic unicorn can be found in cultures worldwide and continues today to bring a sense of wonder, imagination, and healing. As we all continue to heal and reweave imaginative play into our community, all ages are welcome to join the Lopez Library for the second annual Unicorn Day on Friday, April 7th from 4 to 6.30 p.m. This year will also include a sidewalk parade around the village starting at 4.30 p.m. Lopezians are encouraged to participate or be supportive spectators. Folks who want to participate in the parade should meet at the Lopez Library at 4 p.m. in their best unicorn or rainbow-themed costumes. All mythic creatures are welcome. And bring handheld instruments, flags, and or colorful props for the parade. A guided sidewalk tour around the village will return to the library about 5 p.m. Parents should accompany their children in the parade. Local businesses on the parade route are also getting involved. The Blue Heron Bistro will have unicorn-themed cocktails and mocktails, and Paper Scissors on the Rock will have all your adorable unicorn and rainbow-themed items on display. After the parade, from 5 to 6.30 p.m., there will be a big unicorn dance party with music and visuals by VJ Moonpaw and unicorn and rainbow-themed finger foods for the unicorn potluck. Just Google unicorn food for many adorable examples of rainbow and glittered treats to bring for the potluck. Folks who like to bake and make creative culinary delectables are encouraged to bring their gifts to the feast and enjoy the party. The Lopez Library will also be featuring unicorn stories for the weekly Wednesday story time at 11 a.m., have unicorn-themed crafts in the craft corner all week long, and unicorn-themed books on display. We encourage everyone to join the fun. For questions or how to get involved, email nikita at lopezlibrary.org or visit www.lopezlibrary.org. 
This week's Island Digest will not include excerpts from the San Juan County Sheriff's log. Sometimes, speeding tickets, fraud reports, and DUIs just aren't that interesting. And this is one of those weeks. Perhaps next week will include more noteworthy island antics. And so this concludes the Island Digest. The April 5th edition is brought to you by Orcus Center. Orcus Center is your place for fun and intrigue this spring with live concerts, performances, art openings, and more. To check out upcoming events and purchase tickets, visit www.orcuscenter.org. Thank you for listening to the Island Digest, a small sampling of what's in your local print newspapers this week. The Journal, Sounder, and Weekly rely upon advertising, subscriptions, and donations to support our mission of high-quality community journalism. To contribute, visit our websites or email publisher Colleen Smith-Summers at csmith at soundpublishing.com. Thanks for listening, and come back next week for more local news from San Juan County, Washington. I'm Caleb Summers.